everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I'm the director of the show, Jeff Mareva. I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hey, Jeff. What do you What do you say? I'm nothing. I have nothing to say. The show's <laughs> over. Okay. Um, Bye, no. folks. <laughs> uh, today we've got a great movie to talk about. Um, we're continuing our James Dean marathon mm-hmm. of all three of his movies. Right. We're doing and the complete the entire catalog, catalog of James Dean. That's right. And um, so we got all three of his movies. We had Giant last week. Uh-huh. Week before that, we had Rebel Without a Cause. Now we've got East of Eden. Now, they're not in order. This, uh, they're East not of Eden's the first one. Right. This is actually his first film we're uh-huh. showing at last. But Rebel Without a Cause is number two. Right. And then Giant's and then the Giant. last one. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. not hard to keep track of these. No. But, you know, they're all <laughs> three, three great films. They are. He, we, we were talking about this before we started taping that he's really great in these three films and the only other thing that we know him from is a Pepsi commercial that you can <laughs> you can find online, online. on YouTube and, and look at it he's uh, he's uh, he sucks he sucks he's pretty bad <laughs> in it he's pretty bad I was trying to find a nicer way to say that Robert but um, <laughs> well he did some he did commercials he did you know on IMDB if you look it up he did a lot of television yeah uh, bit parts yeah very small parts or or even just extra yeah. Roles. He was uh, an extra in, in several commercials as well. Yeah. And so he kind of went from that, I mean, kind of commercial and small yeah. roles and everything to all of a sudden just Boom. giant three. Superstardom. And, and you know, um, if there's like a mural someplace, you know, depicting Hollywood, there's uh, always Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And, um, you know, some other, you know, either Cary Grant or, or uh, uh, yeah, yeah Stewart, Judy Garland. But, but James, James Dean, Dean is yep. always in there. Yep. And so he is a permanent icon of Hollywood, having only done three films. I know. It's crazy. I, yeah, the one I see the most is, is of course, Marilyn Monroe, Marlon Brando, and uh-huh. James Dean. Those three seem to be in every nostalgic Hollywood decor. Chaplin. Chaplin. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Chaplin, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about this movie, because East of Eden was a lot of people's first taste of James Dean and, yeah. and the method actor that he was. Right. And uh, we were talking about how sometimes it just sounds like method acting is just a pain. A giant it, pain. A giant pain in the that rear. Many people have, uh, they're <laughs> not uh, fans of the method acting, have commented on, you know, right. everybody from, uh, um, you know, several d- directors seem to really dislike uh, method actors. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I'm just like, Dustin Hoffman is a method actor. Marlon Brando is a method actor. Yep. Um, uh, and, you know, the people that taught this were John Houseman and, um, uh, gosh, and now his name escapes me. He was, uh, he plays, um, you know, in the Godfather series. Uh, he is... Oh, gosh. Okay, sorry, folks. I'm not going to remember this. But, um, you know, they, uh, Marilyn Monroe studied at the actor studio yeah. as well. And, um, yeah, it's just not... Uh, not well, there's a famous story about uh, Dustin Hoffman having... He run in, in Marathon Man. He runs around the block several times to get, you know, all out of breath and sweaty and, and uh, hyped up for a scene where he's getting, you know, uh, un... Uh, uh, dental work right. done without anesthetic. Yes, yeah. And uh, Laurence Olivier, you know, after standing there watching all this, you know, performance off screen, 
he just says, "Dear boy, why don't you just try acting?" You know, <laughs> and it just Which is a great cuts line. right straight yeah. to the core. Yeah. So, so James Dean, definitely a method actor, and not really got along with Raymond Massey on this, right? Because um, you know the the director. Encouraged this, right? Ilya yes. Kazan encouraged this. Yeah, James Dean would in, would in, would intentionally cause tension between him and Raymond Massey to, uh, to make the scenes more tense and everything like that. And the director went with it. And Raymond Massey came to just hate. He came to despise hate him. The shadow of James <laughs> Dean, but you know it worked. Hate the shadow on screen, you know, of of uh, these two characters. It yeah. worked so well. It did, and. John Steinbeck, who wrote the, the novel that this is based on, had met him, met James Dean, and said, um, I think the quote was something like, while I didn't care for him personally, he's the perfect cow. He is cow. He is cow. And, yeah. and it's true. He is. I mean, he, he fits this part perfectly. Well, you know, and, and uh, you know, sort of a backstory on this. Elia Kazan um, took James Dean to visit his James Dean's estranged father, who was living in Los Angeles at the time of this filming. And uh, really, I mean, he had the same kind of relationship with his own father that he has with the, the Raymond Massey character, his father in the, in the movie. And he could see where this pain had come from because James Dean was trying his best to please his father. And uh, his real father just kept pushing him away, pushing him away or, or uh, you know, being uh, really mean to him. Yeah. Right there in front of Ilya Kazan, and right. and so he could see that you know, this was really the the life that James Dean had lived in real life. This was the kind of relationship that he had with his own father. Yeah, and and that kind of makes this next thing I was about to talk to about make more sense because there's a scene at the uh, end, basically, where. Um, Cal goes to, he ends up embracing his father. Um, uh, and that was completely a surprise to Raymond Massey's. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. And so you can It wasn't, it it wasn't, wasn't scripted, scripted anything like that. So, yeah. So he, and I don't remember, he was supposed to like be in anger or turn away in anger or something like that. But instead he just jumped in and, you know, Embraces embraced him. him. And so I wonder if that's, again, coming from that method acting and putting him up, putting his own father in that uh -huh. scenario. And so Raymond Massey, he all do. he could think of to say was, you know, Cal, Cal, you know, uh, not, there were not, there were no words scripted there. Right. But, you know, you get this very true scene, you know, real, um, real human reaction from both of them. Yeah. And, you know, uh, James Dean, he was very emotional. Very, very emotional. Yeah, very several emotional. cast members would say that they would find him crying on yeah. set. Yeah, Julie Harris or offset, I should say. went to his uh, trailer uh, after you know when they had wrapped, and she didn't know if she was going to go to the wrap party or not. So she wanted to say goodbye to Dean, and she goes in, and he's crying. Yeah, because this was the end of the film. This it was, was the his end of first shooting. movie, his yeah. first big break, and it was over. Yeah, yeah. And little did he, I mean, he was going to work in other films, of course, and uh, he would have—he didn't have to cry, but he was—he was overcome with emotion. Overcome with and emotion. And he would yeah. do this regularly on the set. Yeah. Of all the films that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Method actors, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I want to talk real quick about this Ferris wheel that's in this movie. Uh huh. So 
I didn't realize they used a real Ferris wheel. Uh-huh. So most movies, let's break the fourth wall here, uh-huh. most movies use a rear projector and they sit you static in a Ferris wheel cart. Right. And you're about five feet off the ground. Five feet off the ground, maybe. Uh-huh. And they shoot everything. Well, he rented, not, not went to a location and shot a Ferris wheel. He rented a Ferris wheel, just like they do in Carnival. Uh-huh. They, they brought it into the Warner Brothers back lot, and they had to borrow a crane from Disney <laughs> to help get this thing in the Warner Brothers lot, which they I'm kind used of surprised Disney They 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's insane to me that they would rent a Ferris wheel and actually shoot this. Right there? Right there with the cameras t- mounted and... Like who was who was the lucky camera guy on that shoot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who was? Yeah, up yeah. on that crane, oh what, uh, you know, fifty feet in the air, yeah. and looking down, and maybe the wind blowing a little bit. That, uh, that uh, guy yeah. or girl, whoever that was, that would be a crap. Well, job. what's in the background too? You know, because um, you know you're that high up. Yeah. Um, what's you know? There's not a carnival. No. Really. Uh, no, I guess a you could, blue sky. Yeah. You could. I mean, if you're going to go to the trouble of getting a Ferris wheel, then yeah, you, you might as well set go up ahead the whole carnival. Set up a carnival. Yeah. Might sure. As well. Those carnies, they go for cheap, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've never priced one. Maybe I should. <laughs> we got to do that. <laughs> we got to price that. Um, I also read that John Steinbeck stayed away during production, which which yeah. I thought was weird because I I for some reason I thought years ago that I'd read that he was really heavily involved in this production, but more I researched this, he really stayed out of it and stayed away. Didn't want um, to intimidate. The didn't director. want to intimidate to the director. Apparently, he yeah. said he was quoted as saying, "This is not my movie. This is the director's movie." And uh, as long as. Uh, he agreed well, yeah, with yeah. Uh, you know the direction it was going, and he trusted Eli Kazan. You know, yeah. he says it is going in the right direction, and um, yeah, so he he was glad to just let it be yeah. Eli Kazan's uh, project. You know, this is really uh, it really only concerns about the last portion of the book. Yeah, um, you know, is is really what the screenplay is for. Yeah. in here, it's not the whole book. Right. But, um, yeah, yeah, I guess I just thought because, you know, he had met the actors and met James Dean and was like, oh, this is Cal. And I just I guess I thought he was more involved. But, yeah, he actually stayed away quite a bit during the production. And and when they did work together, uh, Kazan, and they worked very well together, apparently, uh-huh. him, him and John Steinbeck and everything. So that's kind of cool. And what a great but, writer, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, such a, yeah, such yeah. a well-known, such a... Mm-hmm. Um, so James Dean, I keep going back to James Dean. <laughs> Well, of course. I, he refused to go to the premiere party for this movie. What? He refused to go. Why? I, it doesn't say. Yeah. It doesn't say. The internet, it doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> the whole internet. He I didn't printed the go. internet. He cries and the internet at the doesn't end, say. He, he cries at the end of the film, you know, shooting, right? Yeah. And so you've got an opportunity to hang out exactly. with all the people and, and in, a, in a much more relaxed atmosphere. He didn't want to go. Yeah. says missing the premiere party almost cost him the lead in Rebel Without a Cause. Oh. That's what it says. Yeah. I mean. So there was somebody there that, uh, that you know, said, hey, you know, you'd be great for uh, this part. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how that came about. Well, you know, uh, Paul Newman, of course, was up for a role in this film. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the Cal role, either yeah. that or his oh, brother, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, uh you know, really, James Dean dying in 1955 or uh, 56 yeah. after the taping, after filming a giant. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Newman 
um, like suddenly, is it suddenly last summer or uh, uh, another film that uh, was scheduled for? Oh yeah, he was our James Dean. James Dean, yeah. 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 Uh, so Paul Newman gets that role. Yeah. And uh, but James Dean was scheduled for several roles, and that Paul Newman ended up inheriting. And one of those was uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, uh, yeah. the Tennessee Williams. <laughs> and you know, uh, James. Well, now James Dean worked with Elizabeth Taylor, and they were great friends yeah. in Giant. Giant. Yeah. So how would I mean how different that film would that have been? been? Yeah. You know, it would have been more heavy, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, he probably would have brought a little more seriousness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, but Burl Ives was in that too. Yeah. You know, who was in this film? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he was familiar with a lot of the people that he would have been working with in in that film. But yeah. uh, how you know, I would love to have seen it. Paul Newman is fantastic. In that, and and really, uh, that kind of made Paul Newman's career. Yeah. Um, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah, it did. And we actually have a really cool, when you tune in this Saturday, you'll see we have a really cool um, video that we found of a screen test oh, with yeah. James Dean and Paul Newman. It's the screen test. It is the screen test for this movie. And it's sort of like, the, and, they're the two finalists. Yeah. And so they're not exactly teenagers, but they are trying their best to look like juvenile delinquents, right? I mean, Paul Newman's got a cigarette behind his ear, right. and James Dean's got a switchblade knife. Yeah, that he's flipping in his hand <laughs> with no back problem. In the, back in the days when juvenile delinquency was the, the worst problem <laughs> the United <laughs> States had, you know. That's right. Oh, back, oh. Kids were turning their jeans up at the bottom. It's, <laughs> it was crazy pandemonium, times. You know. It was crazy times. <laughs> that and uh, the bomb. You know, but. <laughs> right. You did have to worry about that a little bit, I guess. <laughs> the red scare. Um, James Dean's apparently was very wild during this movie, mm-hmm. um, carousing and, and stuff late at night. Drinking at night? Drinking at night. And um, Gazan, the director, he arranged for James Dean to share an apartment um, with Richard DeVos. And. Oh, yeah? Apparently, it did not work out. Yeah, I can't see that working out for a minute. Okay. <laughs> and then he puts James Dean up in a dressing room. Uh-huh. Just in a dressing room on the Warner Brothers lot. And that's where that's he lived. That's where he lived. had to stay. Like, that's where he lived. For how long? I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> internet. <laughs> internet, internet again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it doesn't say. But, he, but, yeah, I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that's Why crazy. they would... Now, um, you know, of course, James Dean hated makeup yes he in, did in giant they wanted to uh do like these uh prosthetic latex um, probably yeah, yeah. little uh prosthesis yeah. on him and and he wouldn't go so for age that. him right yeah, uh, yeah. for the, yeah. you know when he gets older yeah. the last of the film and um you know they ended up just doing like gray in his hair and some like pencil lines you know to accentuate the lines Wrinkles that he well and, yeah. few lines i'm sure he had as yeah. a young man and uh, but he he hated that and and uh, for this film, uh, the makeup that they would put on him, they said you know towards the end of the day, well he would go to he would go to his trailer or something and wipe wipe the makeup off. <laughs> he hated it, and you know this is uh, this is a business you know right. is, they're very you know skilled and the, you know they want you to wear this makeup exactly. And at the end of the day, he had basically wiped off all of the makeup. Wow. So look Meth- for those shots when you Method see the acting. film. Yeah. Method acting at its finest. Um, acting. 
the uh, what's what's funny is we're sitting here talking about all this acting stuff, and when this film was released, critics, most critics, were not impressed with James right. Dean acting. Yeah. Um, the most frequent was com- frequent complaint was that he imitated Marlon Brando, uh-huh. um, which you know again, like you said earlier, Marlon Brando was a method actor as well. So of course there's gonna you're gonna feel like he's imitating him because right. they're, they're doing the same studying and the same off off stage from the same people from the same people yeah. all that stuff. But um, well, and they, Brando, yeah, they they dismissed James Dean in the in the, in the critics in uh. the in the. In the press, and just said, you know, he's just a wannabe cheap copy of Brando. Uh, you know, seeing the film, you've got to disagree. Yeah, I mean, oh, he I disagree. is yeah. his own, his own person. Yeah, in this, uh, there's no mistaking, you know, Dean and Brando. Yeah. Now, Brando was one of the finalists for the part of Cal. Yeah. But he was uh, he was too old. Yeah. You know, they wanted Montgomery Cliff for the brother yeah. and uh and Jay- and uh, Marlon Brando for this for the for Cal. Yeah. But they're like 10 years too old right. for the film. Julie Harris almost didn't get cast right. cuz she's 10 12 years yeah. older than her character. Jack but, Warner didn't but, want her. But they didn't want her, but she ended up getting the part. Right. Um but yeah, she was she was quite a bit older than her character. But so. she yeah, but she brings something to you know, they said uh I think Ellie Kazan said that she brought the reason that he wanted her so badly after uh, testing her was uh, that she brought a mixture of sort of innocence and sexuality that made the made the part work yeah for her she brought something you know that just jumped off the page right that no one else did yeah yeah so yeah she i mean there's a lot of great acting done in this movie i mean a lot of great one um one of the most difficult scenes that uh, Richard Devalis. Am I saying his last name right? Devalis. I think I so. say Devalis. I don't know. If Why do they right. have such complicated names? Right. What? Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Get pick a stage name. Smith Jones. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he said that the scene that was hardest for him was when Dean, as Cal, uh-huh. hits him. And um, I thought I was going to read for sure because James Dean is such a method actor. I th- I thought for sure. He hit him. He really uh-huh. hit him. I went and watched the movie, and I was like, oh, it doesn't really look like he's hit. But he's a method actor. I bet he hit him. I bet he hit yeah. him. I yeah. read. No, he didn't hit him. No. No, no hit. It was uh, all acting. Sometimes that happens, though. <laughs> you know, it really, you know, they really punch him sometimes, oh, yeah. right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lee Strasberg. That's the name. Hey. Lee Strasberg. 20 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Lee Strasberg and John Houseman, both actors, yes. who uh, taught at the actor's studio and taught the, the method, which is really, you know, it comes from, um, uh, I can't remember the first name now, Stanislavski. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. An actor prepares, which, you know, he, he a Russian uh, acting teacher. Yep. Very famous, who, yeah. Who came up with this uh, this method? Yeah, called the uh, method, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, the, you know, still are many devotees, many oh. uh, people who. Yeah, I know several. Um, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, um, really? James Franco. Uh huh. Um, Jamie Farr, I heard. Was really, it? Jamie? No. Farr. Oh, okay. No. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, yeah, there's several. I mean, I know of several people. I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but I know that there's still several people out there that that are 
that do that. Right. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the more famous ones, more well-known ones. He's but, pretty famous. But uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely an interesting style. I uh, yeah. you know I I did a little bit of theater back in the day. We and, both did. and I tried to a couple times kind of try the whole remain in character thing and be really dedicated and yeah. it lasted about 10 minutes <laughs> so so i wasn't good at it but uh, yeah you know, um so acting well, acting all right well we are out of time no. we are at the end you're of not our just, you're not just acting i'm not just acting oh. no no this is the okay. truth <laughs> i'm not that good of an actor um yeah no we are out of time i do want to before we go though yeah i want to say thank you to jay parker who sent in a great photo with Howard Keel and Teresa Queen Griffith. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying her last name right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a great photo, to, and you'll see it this weekend. Howard um, Keel, yeah. Howard great Keel, actor, great, great actor. voice, beautiful voice. Yes. And then um, next week, uh, we'll be back with the great Citizen Kane. Which, you know, that is, you know, people say, uh, you know, a lot of critics say that's the greatest film of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's it makes top five list of yeah. pretty much every list. I was going to say, I don't know if it makes my top five. Right. Maybe it doesn't sound like it makes yours either. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, we but, thought that was B.J. Wexler's favorite film. We did, yeah. He said it was like his third. Oh, really? Film. Yeah. yeah. But, yes. We were just sure of that. I know, we, we just were. knew for some reason that that was his. And it turns out it's, uh, it was... Um, Look who's coming to dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, He's yeah. a big Poitier fan. Yep, he was. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for listening. Join us next week. And um, be sure to send in those celebrity photos if you have one. Oh, yeah. Um, be sure and send a you know, little notice to you know, where it was taken and maybe a funny story about you know, how, uh, how that you're, you or your friend came yeah, to how the, you met. Yeah, how you met the star. The story behind the picture. We sure. want We want the story behind the picture. That brush with grace. It does no good just to say, here's Jane Smith and yeah. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Or who? That doesn't help us. It makes it very <laughs> difficult to write, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, please send those in. You'll, have, you'll see, hear our address at the end. And uh, until next time, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie, and fresh popcorn.